right. Welcome, everybody. This is Two Brothers and a Podcast. Um, if you don't know, that's taken from an Outcast song, Two Dope Brothers and a Cadillac. Um, I think we're dope, but we don't have a Cadillac. Speak for yourself. You're Wait, kidding. I also don't have a Cadillac. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? This is Daryl Wolferson and Chris. Um, today, we're going to talk about some Stuff that's just on our hearts and on our minds. Uh, it's a podcast, not really dedicated to anything, but just kind of whatever the hell we want to talk about. So, uh, how you been, Chris? I've been really good, man. We went to uh, Gary Clark Jr. last night at Red Rocks, and it was amazing. Oh, man, I love Gary Clark Jr. Yeah, you know, we left last night, and, and Sarah, my wife, she says, uh, she says you should call Daryl and tell him you went to this. And I didn't even know that you knew anything about him, so... Oh yeah. Oh, impressed, yeah. impressed. Where did you hear of him first? Um, I used to work in a music store way, way back in the day and somebody had mentioned his name, seen him at a concert, said he was a pretty good dude. And so I kinda followed him for a little bit, checked out some of his music. And uh it's actually just really good stuff. I really uh just enjoy it for, you know, kind of just relaxating and uh working around the house and shit like that. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal. And in Red Rocks last night it was kind of foggy and misty and uh he had a song in the middle that literally melted my mind it was so intense like it was just one of those feelings where i was like so overcome with happiness like i was kind of like giggling it was it was such a weird feeling now you said misty at red rocks was it was it really mist or yes it was the weirdest (laughs) mist because he was getting rained on and we were not getting wet so it just had this like cool mist it was very uh yeah we were pretty worried because it was raining really hard there earlier in the day Oh, nice. Well, glad you guys had a good time. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's jump right into it. Let's talk about the one thing that's on, I think, everybody's mind right now. And uh, no, I'm not talking about Donald Scott Trump. Frost. Or the... Scott Frost. Yeah, not Donald Trump or the Kavanaugh hearings. Let's talk about college football. And more <laughs> importantly, let's talk about Nebraska. Yeah. So Nebraska, obviously, Scott Frost coming in as the new head coach. Uh, a lot of high hopes, a lot of high expectations uh, for this one. Obviously, first game gets rained out, or, well, I guess thunderstormed out because of the lightning. So, first game this Saturday in Lincoln against Colorado, uh, the neighbors to the west. So, Chris, what are you uh, expecting from this one? It's hard to know what to expect. Um, it's a rivalry game, and it seems like no matter how good or bad Nebraska or Colorado is, it's always tight. So, I'm expecting it to be pretty tight. Um, Colorado's got a good offense, man. They're, Steven Montez is a heck of a quarterback. They've got a running back transfer that's really, really good. So we'll see if Nebraska's defense can hold up at all, make some tackles, get some stops. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think, I think really for me, uh, just kind of seeing what this is going to look like under Scott Frost has got to be the biggest expectation. Um, you know, a lot of the offseason, you know, talk had been around the kind of the culture that had been lacking, that winning attitude, that winning drive, and how it was really kind of in, really kind of like pushing that with the team. And so, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting just to see um, how that goes over. And, you know, you know, you're going to see that tough grit and fight, you know, when it's, you know, third and five or, you know, fourth and one. Are you going to see that tenacity from this team? that you kind of didn't see from other teams. And, you know, I really look forward to everything he's going to bring to the table, I think, having that game at Lincoln. And, uh, you know, knowing that the last one was rained out, I think the crowd's going to be really into it. 
But, um, you know, I, I think also you have to set a little bit of uh, some pause here. You know, this is his first game with Nebraska. Uh, these are not his players. Um, but he's 51 new guy. players. 51 new players since he's taken over, though. Yeah. It's a yeah. pretty big roster turnover. But I think uh, I think we just got to, you know, have some pause. Let's, uh, you know, see how things go. Um, you know, I think if he at least puts five five in the win column, I think that's a good season. Five. Wow. You're cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be cautiously optimistic because I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of variables in the Big Ten. Um, after seeing, you know, Michigan just get manhandled by Notre Dame, um, I think, you know, the Big Ten could could be up for grabs this year. You know, Ohio State's not always a definite. Um, so, you know, I think the West is, is wide open. I'm not so I'm not so cautious, Daryl. I think we're going to be very, very good. I'm looking at uh, seven to nine wins, really. If wow. if we get less than that, I'm going to be pretty sad, to be honest with you, man. <laughs> I'm going to be pretty sad. So bowl eligibility in the first year for Scott Frost? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's, that's a minimum expectation in Nebraska is bowl eligibility, man. Like, lower than that, you're just not getting the job done. Yeah, no. Uh, kind of hard when you fire a nine-win coach and then, you know, go to Mike Riley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, also in the Big Ten, you know, something kind of – we just kind of talk about this shit. The Ohio State – well, I'm calling them now Black Eyes. I'm uh, not going to – Too soon? Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough one. I, I can support that, though. I can get behind that. Yeah, you know, uh, so obviously uh, Urban Meyer uh, suspended first three games of the season, um, but actually it was only really a one-game suspension as he's able to join the team now after the first game um, in preparations for games two and three. And, of course, we all know if a coach can prep you for a game, you might as well just be standing on the sideline. So um, what, what, what are you kind of thinking about this situation here? And do you think Ohio State got it right, Chris? No, I don't. I think they were completely tone deaf on the whole situation. I think – and it feels like the more that Urban Meyer keeps talking and apologizing and tweeting, the more he's making a mess of it. I feel like they just thought it was going to go away after a while, which I think it's going to eventually too. But in this culture, in this climate, I think they had to pull the trigger on, on doing something more severe, maybe a year-long suspension and a big donation from him, his year salary to, you know um, – maybe a women's shelter of that type or something along those lines. Some, some counselors come in and maybe, you know, talk to the team or something like that. But I think the three games thing is, is super whack. Yeah. I kind of got to agree with you here. I think, you know, Ohio state, um, you know, and this report comes out and, you know, I, I haven't read the report. I'm not uh, that really into it, but um, you know, kind of watching and listening to a bunch of podcasts about sports Everybody has made it very clear that, you know, this report was very in-depth um, and pretty much spelled out every reason he should have been fired and they didn't fire him. And I think it just really highlights the bigger problem in sports where winning uh, just takes precedence over everything. You know, um, it's the same as if, you know, if Tom Brady is, uh, you know, beating on Giselle Buncham, are you going to cut him from the team? Are you going to, you know, give him the boot or are you going to say, Hey, we're suspended for a few games, but you're still our guy. Cause you're going to help us win. And I think until you really set that precedent with, uh, you know, guys like an urban Meyer, um, you know, it really kind of sets the standard that, you know, nah, you know, you can just do some dumb shit and it, 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 the consequences aren't always fair. 
Well, Jim Trussell got fired for less, I feel like, you know. Those kids were selling memorabilia for tattoos. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's not that big of a deal compared to what was going on with Urban Meyer. So I think that that winning, you know, he's got uh, 73 or something odd wins and a national championship and winning equals money and money rules the world. So it wasn't a complete shock to me the way that they went with it. It's not like uh, great football coaches grow on trees, you know. The how long it's taken Nebraska to get right. No, no, I completely agree. But I think, uh, you know, just really kind of where the damage is done here for Ohio State, it's just how Urban Meyer just can't stay out of his own way. Yeah, um, no, he, you know, dirtbag, dirtbag shit happens to dirtbag folks. It, it's going to catch up to him. He caught up to him in Florida and he had a mysterious medical condition, you know, <laughs> and then resurfaced 11 months later. It's, yeah, the one where he can't remember shit. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I think, uh, you know, it's just, again, it just goes to show you that winning is, is more important than anything. And until you get kind of the gold standard set, um, you know, one of these big name coaches does get fired for something like this. Um, you know, it's really just going to, it's going to be a pick and choose thing. You know, if it, if it happens at USC, if it happens at UCLA, if it happens at Iowa, you know, are you going to have the same things happen? Is everybody getting a three-game suspension? Or does somebody step up and say, hey, you know what, enough's enough. And, you know, we don't care about winning. We care about having a respectable program. So, Yeah, that would be a, it'd be a courageous thing to do, that's for sure. All right. So, uh, you know, I think we're moving into, what is this now, year four or five of the playoff system? Um, I think it's year four. I want to say it's year four. Yep. Um, so what do you think? I'm, I'm hearing a lot of rumblings, uh, a lot of sports talk uh, out there is Big Ten gets two teams into the college playoff. Uh, of course, uh, those two teams right now being projected to be Wisconsin and Ohio State, seeded four and five respectively. Um, what do you think? I think it's a very real possibility that no Big Ten teams make it again like last year. Uh, and I think that's terrible for the Big Ten. I... Uh, I, I, they're just, it's, there's a lot of parody in the, in the conference. And I think, you know, we saw Iowa beat Ohio state last year and kind of mess it all up. So things like that can happen. I don't know if Ohio state's that truly dominant where they can go through the whole season without losing at least once. And then you get to the big 10 championship game and you could lose twice and you could get no teams in. Yeah. And I, I, that's I think that's tough. Yeah, I think I kind of agree with you. But I also think when you look at the Big Ten this year, um, I also think one loss doesn't keep you out of it. No, Um, absolutely not. Because I I think there's some tough schedules in the Big Ten. But uh, also, top 25, there's a lot of tough schedules hanging out there. Sure. I think uh, think Clemson's got a tougher schedule this year than they had last. Um, But I don't really see one loss keeping a Big Ten team out. Now, getting two in definitely is going to be a stretch. Well, and just remember, Wisconsin has Hornybrook, and that is not good. You're not winning the <laughs> national championship with that fellow as your quarterback. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think the Big Ten is probably uh, at least two or three years away um, from truly putting this thing uh, where it needs to be because, obviously, as you can see, um, you know, when I look at the Big Ten, you know, you've looked at what Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin have done in recent years. Uh, they're going to start recruiting well. Um Hopefully, Lovey Smith down in Illinois can get his stuff together. Don't know if that'll ever happen, but you got some big name coaches in in, in uh, the Big Ten. Also, uh, Harbaugh um, still recruiting well, but you know that that could be a tough situation. Yeah, there. is he on the hot seat? You know, is he getting there? Is it heating up? 
I think he gets one more year. And, and here's why I say that. I think he gets one more year on the simple fact he's a Michigan man. Um, I think you got to give him one more year. Um, I, you know, Shea, Shea Patterson played horrible, absolutely god-awful against Notre Dame, but that's not all his fault. Um, the offensive line did not protect suspect him. Suspect at best. Um, you know, and you're not going to win games like that. I mean, this, this kid's good. This kid's good. Shea Patterson is a good quarterback, um, a good college quarterback. But, again, Michigan's got to put it all together. And, you know, that's the only tough thing with, you know, Big Ten football, college football. There is no preseason. Um, so, you know, you don't have really time to run a few games against other teams, get your, you know, your, your, your schemes together, get the right players in the right places. So, you know, that first game of the season, you know, and when you're going into, you know, Notre Dame or you're going against a ranked opponent, you got to figure things out quickly. Um, I think Harbaugh maybe takes a game or two to tinker with it. I don't think they're in any real trouble. Um, I think later on when they're, when they get into the meat of the schedule and into the conference play, I think they've really got to have that ironed out and we'll see what happens there. But, um, you know, definitely nothing to worry about. I think he's, you know, got at least a solid year. Um, if they don't make a bowl this year, I do think the pressure turns up. If they do make a bowl this year, I think, you know, next year is going to be the year where he's either, you know, got to go playoffs or bust. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a, they got a tough schedule. Nebraska could give them trouble in a few weeks. And then, uh, you know, Michigan State, Ohio State, like they've got a, a tough road to hoe. So we'll see. Yeah, and, you know, Michigan State always plays them tough. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, that, that's a big rivalry game. And, you know, you know um, I, I, think, I think, you know, with Harbaugh and, you know, the intelligence he has as a head coach, now that he's really starting to get into, um, you know, having his players and, you know, having the, the time to kind of get things settled at Michigan, I think he, I think he comes out swinging this year. Um, but, again, like you said, you know, those big games, Michigan State, Ohio – state uh you know you've got to perform you know and that's been the big thing he's i think what now oh and three against ohio state so yep. he's, he's he's gonna have to put one in the wing column or else it's it's uh i think next year he's really gonna have he's really gonna feel the pressure yeah i agree hopefully he doesn't get lane kiffin and left on the runway so <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> so yeah um yeah, what else is going on in football? We got pro football coming up. Oh, what else is going on in pro football? I'm seeing a Colin Kaepernick commercial right now. Oh, yes. Let's talk about let's, Colin Kaepernick. Let's talk about dumb shits burning their Nike stuff that they've already purchased. <laughs> let's talk about how uncomfortable it would be have to cut off the top of your Nike sock and then wear socks that fall down all day just because you're a dumbass. Let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah, so, you know... Uh, why don't you go first on this? Why don't you take this one? <laughs> why don't you take the lead? Yeah, let, <laughs> good. Let me be that guy. All right. Yeah, yeah let's let you be the guy. <laughs> I, yeah, I just have a real problem with people not listening and paying attention to what's going on. It's been very apparent, like, what Colin Kaepernick is protesting, and I just cannot stand people that – it's very, very clear, and they make this about this whole other agenda. They make it about disrespecting the flag and the service members. And it's not about that at all, man. It's about police brutality and, and you know, injustice to, you know, towards African-Americans. It's not about the service members. It's not about disrespecting or shitting on the flag. Like, I don't understand what the issue is. And it, I guess people just are so rooted in their, I, I guess, ignorance is the right word, that they are just blinded. And it drives me insane. 
Yeah, yeah I guess, uh, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way. Um, you know, I had a couple good discussions about this recently, most, most recently with my wife. Um, but, you know, it, it's just fascinating to me, you know, the boycotts and the protests, right? Um, you know, so if you're not too familiar, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick has been outspoken for the last few years um, with issues revolving around Black Lives Matter and more especially with that movement, the police brutality um, yeah. against young against young black men um, and black men in general. And so that's one facet of it. You know, I think a lot of um, society has seen the Black Lives Matter movement as just the police brutality, but it's a lot more than that. It's um, absolutely more than that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we won't jump into that because we'd be here for at least two hours as I get on my rants. But more <laughs> importantly, you know, I, it's just one thing I heard. and I think it's it rings so true. Um, you know, you don't agree with Colin Kaepernick and that's fine. That's your right. Yeah. But because Nike backs him doesn't mean that they're, you know, to your point, desecrating the soldiers and the flag. That's not what this is about. It's about social injustice and Nike getting behind the cause. Now, don't get it twisted either. Nike stands to make a crap ton of money off of this, and they're smart business people, and I get it. It's just giving another level to the platform. But here's my ultimate point with the people who are boycotting, you know, this uh, the guy from Big and Rich. I don't know his name. You, John Rich. Yeah, 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 John Rich. So here's here's my (laughs) problem, right? You know, You'll hear a lot of people talk about, you know, we talked about marriage equality um, for gays and, and we got that, right? But then when Chick-fil-A came out and had their anti-gay stance, did everybody boycott Chick-fil-A? Hell no. Well, no, because right? Chick-fil-A chicken is delicious. It's seasoned with salty hate and bigotry, Chris. That's why <laughs> Chick-fil-A Salty hate and bigotry. <laughs> Holy shit, man. What's delicious? <laughs> well, you enjoy that as you shit out intolerance. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Well, there goes so, Chick-fil-A sponsorship for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't get the sponsorship from Chick-fil-A. But here's my other thing, right? So, you know, in the recent weeks, we've had this, you know, um, revelation, if you want to call it that, um, in Pennsylvania, where for decades it was uncovered that the Catholic Church had been covering up, uh, let's call it what it is, rape of young children. And is anybody protesting the Catholic Church about this? I'm sure some people are, but yes, you have not heard of it because it's, I don't know why. Because I mean, we're like, not marching we, in the streets. We're not, you know, yeah, <laughs> throwing away our, our tithe envelopes, you know, but we are so a, pissed off about a shoe company backing an athlete with a social issue but you don't see people marching in the streets beating down the doors of congress to to address this situation which i'm sorry i feel is extremely more heinous and needs you know if you want to boycott anything boycott that because that's fucked up you know but we you know you want to burn your nikes you want to you know and, the, you know, Nike's not clean in all this. We already know they had the issues with the sweatshops for years and their, you know, use of foreign labor. So, you know, Nike's got their own issues to deal with. But in the grand scheme of things, you want to boycott Nike for standing behind social issues, but you won't boycott a religious institution who is abusing young children. I have a problem with that. Yeah, no, that's, if you look at it like that, it, absolutely, it's a problem. You know, I almost wonder if maybe some of these folks that are burning their nikes and boycotting nike aren't kind of 
like having this whole thing backfire against them because the more that they do this, the more we talk about it and the more it becomes, uh, you know, kind of a social norm that we're talking about this. And, you know, they always say that any press is good press. Well, they're the ones actually making this more of a deal than what it's really, than what it really even should be, you know? So are they kind of hurting their own cause by shining so much light on it? Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, there's a lot going on here, you know, in the age that we live in with, you know, fucktard Donald Trump as our president. And I'm sorry, maybe you understand where my political views stand. But <laughs> yeah, I think we get it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's no secret now. So as you kind of look at, you know, where we stand now politically as a society, you're, to your point, no press is bad press anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of, you know, when Kim had her sex tape come out, you know, she disappeared for a little while. But now, you know, you have a sex tape come out, you know, you just you just push that shit. You know, you run with it. It's getting you press. It's getting you exposure. You can turn it into whatever you want. Um, you know, but with this kind of stuff, um, you know, I think it's just crazy to think that, you know, boycott. You're never going to boycott Nike. OK, this is not going to happen. Nike is too big. It's like boycotting Apple. Yeah, you may feel strongly about it, but guess what? The NFL has signed a contract and they are the exclusive provider for all of their sports equipment. There are so many athletes, there are so many high schools and colleges that are locked into deals with Nike that, trust me, you know, the 15 people that are really butthurt about this and want to go burn their Nikes and, you know, whatever you've already paid for, which makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. You're not truly going to hurt Nike in this. No, and, not ever. Their stock know, prices it, have actually gone up, I think, is what I've heard. <laughs> the last I've heard. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it again just goes back to the point that, you know, we really got to have an honest conversation with ourselves and address social issues and, you know, make change. Um, but, you know, we've got to make that change uh, by first understanding who we are as people, you know, and I know it's going to be hard. And, uh, you know, currently uh, our leadership's not helping the matter, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the other big news of the week, Daryl. Yeah. Let's talk about Eminem and this Machine Gun Kelly beef, shall we? Shall we delve into this? Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead. And, and since, you know, he's a Caucasian rapper and you happen to be of the Caucasian race, I'll let you lead off on this one. Please. Oh, I am, am I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So this is, you know, okay. So here's my problem. I think that Eminem might have done this uh, with pure genius in in his mind i think he did this to generate some more uh good lyricists to come out and start rap feuds and honest to god daryl i had never really heard of machine gun kelly until like three (laughs) days ago and now i know who he is and i heard him and i was like that's i mean not better than eminem's but it's a pretty good it's a pretty good song and i people are kind of shitting on machine gun kelly i don't think so man I think that was a smart move by Eminem to kind of draw out some of this, uh, get away from some of these goddamn mumble rappers, like this uh, this Rainbow Bright fellow with the uh, 69 on his face. Uh, he's terrible. He's god awful. <laughs> and I, I, I think I think there was pure genius behind what Eminem did, like showing some true talent and lighting some fire under some people's asses. And I don't know. That's my perspective on it. Yeah, you know, I had a chance to listen to Kamikaze when it dropped, uh, what was that, last Friday? Uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, Thursday yes. Night. Yeah, yep. yes. Yeah. So I checked it out Friday morning. Um, yeah, I mean, let, let's just talk about the state of hip-hop. Um, 
I, I, you know, young guy, I grew up in the nineties, early two thousands. And, you know, that was the golden age of hip hop, if you want to call it that. So, you know, but I, I don't, don't say I don't understand what's going on in this generation. I get it. They're trying to do something different. They want to do something that's them. Um, is lyrical content taking a nosedive? Yes. Um, you know, let's just face it. Rappers aren't as lyrically um, developed. There's not a lot of depth in the music. Um, depth, depth, D-E-P-T-H. Depth in the music. So, you know, I, I get it. You know, it's not going to be like it was, um, you know, where you had just a group, a ton of MCs who could just rhyme and the word flow and their lyrical content was great. It's just not going to be that. It's a lot uh, more commercial. It's a lot more digestible now. Um, so there's a lot more people doing it, you know, with the event of SoundCloud and, you know, the Napster generation kind of making music more accessible to everybody. It's just become more diverse, um, if we'll call it that. But, uh, you know, as I kind of look at this, this feud with Eminem, um, you know, I listen to Kamikaze, and Kamikaze, obviously, Eminem has a lot of issue with a lot of the current state of rap. Yeah. And I, I just, uh, man, I, I have, a, you know, a love-hate relationship with Eminem. Uh, back in the day, obviously, lyrically untouchable, you know, definitely going down as one of the, the you know, top 10 MCs of all time. Where you place him in that is your choice, but definitely a top 10 MC. But I really, you got to stop fighting the change. Um, you know, if M wants to keep rapping about what he wants to rap about, cool. But stop, you know, these these guys are here. They're not going anywhere. Hip-hop's evolving. Um, you know, now calling out Machine Gun Kelly, I think, you know, obviously he's going to call out who he wants to call out. I, you know, I, I think he's still got a tremendous amount of talent. I think Eminem, uh, as far as albums go, the albums have not been as consistent. Um, in the later years, so I'm kind of just let down by that. Even though I like Kamikaze, it's still not, you know, kind of what I want. I, I want the old, you know, the old style, the uh, Slim Shady, where it was just track after track was killer. Um, I don't feel that from him anymore. I don't know if it's old age. I don't know if he's running out of things to rap about. But uh, baiting these younger rappers into a battle that they're not going to even step in your arena because they're a not going to win, b worried about making their own money, and c you are one of the greatest rappers of all time, and that's not going to change. Just stick to what you need to do. You live, let them live, and just let it be what it's going to be because we're not going to change the state of hip-hop. We're not going to get it to go back. We're not going to increase the lyrical content because that's just not what hip-hop is anymore. Um, what know, about Drake? Great... <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you know... If, if I look for lyrical content, I'm, I'm, I'm going towards the J. Coles, the Kendrick Lamars, um, you know, the, the, uh, All right, I'm with the you. logics, the logics right. of the crowd. I, I think those guys are going to carry your torch. Those are going to be the guys that give you lyrical content. You know, you're calling out guys like Little Zan, uh, Little Yachty, um, okay, the, what's like the 6ix9ine guy, you know. It, listen, these are never going to be guys that are going <laughs> to enter into a beef with you because they're just not lyrical. Like, I mean, you're not calling out the right people. I want to see M go at J. Cole. That would be a great lyrical battle, I think. But calling out, you know, Machine Gun Kelly, who's fine in his own right. Just don't hey, g- get your clippers. Your beard is weird. My beard is weird? Yeah, that's uh, that's his go-to line out that M kills him, and that's what he starts with is get the clippers. Your beard is weird. 
That's, <laughs> that's tough. That's yeah, tough. I'm with the beard. It's kind of strange. Yeah, he looks like Evil M, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, just uh, odd. All right, so let's keep this thing pumping, man. What are you listening to, Chris? What's on your what's in what's in your CD player? If you're still using your CD player, what's on your playlist? If you're an Apple man. Oh boy, I have a pretty diverse list right now. It's dedicated to uh, pretty much anything the kids request. So we listen to a lot of John Party, uh, "Dirt on My Boots." We listen to a lot of Justin Timberlake, "Say Something." Um, mm. You know, the kids run the uh, the shuffle mix for for me, and when I'm alone, it's usually just uh, golly, man. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of things about the Huskers. Smart guy. Yeah, it's I gotta let the kids run it, otherwise I gotta hear him whine and cry. What are you listening to? Oh man, so I'm listening to a lot of different stuff. Um actually I watch Lollapalooza. because um, you know I'm in Chicago, but I'm not ever going to that shit fest. Um, <laughs> but it's actually really cool on the Apple TV. You can uh download Red Bull TV and you can actually watch the the whole thing. Uh, so I, sta- I stayed home one day, watched it, and I saw a cut Logic's performance. Um, I knew him. I knew who he was. Never really got into his music. But right now I'm kind of listening to his uh, older stuff. So his first album, Under Pressure, has kind of uh, been on repeat. It's pretty good stuff. Um, you know, just going back to some of my old school roots. Uh, yeah, obviously, the queen, the queen of soul, Aretha Franklin. Got some uh, lady soul on there. Um, some Audio Slave, Audio Slave, one of my favorite bands. Saw them live once. Recipes, Chris Cornell. Um, let's see. Um, I'm listening to some of this new hip hop, trying to you know understand these young kids. Uh, you got to check out this one though. Uh, Shaq West. Shaq uh, West. Yeah, S H E C K space W E S. Shaq West. Okay. He has. He has this song, and uh, you know, I, I, I sometimes I guess I just get in the mood for a song that kind of just is gonna hype me up for whatever the hell I got going on in my day. You know, whether it's you know yelling out my window at kids crossing the street or you know whatever I'm doing. It, are you a get off got, my Are you a get off my lawn kind of guy? You, you know, I'm starting. To, I'm starting to get that way. <laughs> I'm really starting. To, I'm starting to get that way. These little these 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 kids nowadays, man. No 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 respect for it. <laughs> Yeah, a boy. But so, but so this guy, Sheck West, has a song called Live Sheck West, Die Sheck West. And, you know, I'll, 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 I'll plug it in at the end of the uh, podcast here so everybody can hear it. But it, it, it just hypes me up, man. I mean, I, I, don't, I might be brushing my teeth, and this will get me so hyped to brush my teeth that I'll remember to use the mouthwash afterwards. Wow. It's classic. It's All classic. Right. You got you to hear this. Obviously... Uh, new Eminem, just checking that out. But um, I'm kind of amped up for this one. Haven't listened to it yet. Um, huge fan of Alkaline Trio, um, but I haven't heard the new album yet. Um, so they've got a new one called Is This Thing Cursed? And so I'd be uh, interested to check that out here. Huh. I have never heard of them. Uh, are you familiar with Wheeler Walker Jr.? No, no, I'm not. I can't say I am. He's a country legend. He's a he's a fantastic uh, artist. He's got a new album coming out in November. Oh my God! The Eagles just threw a little halfback pass, reverse to Nick that's Foles. Philly, that's Philly special, son. That's the Philly special. That's the Philly special. <laughs> I thought that was throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. 
<laughs> no, that's the Philly disgrace. Oh, all right, all right. What about when Michael Irvin broke his neck and everybody uh, cheered? Was it? What was that? Yeah, that's just called <laughs> fucked hard deserve it. <laughs> that's that's called brotherly love. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we went to Wheeler Walker a couple weeks ago uh, at a little venue here in Denver, and he, uh, my wife, was not looking forward to going to see him, and she was pleasantly surprised. He is uh, he is quite the uh, artist, I must say. Alright, Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah. For our, for our folks at home, make sure you check make sure you check him out. That's Chris's recommendation. Yeah. I'm recommending Alkaline Trio, and if you haven't checked him out, logic. So um just send us some feedback on that, guys. Let us know who you're who you're feeling. And let's throw Gary Clark Jr. in there. Obviously he's well Gary Clark's gonna I think he's gonna win that one. Yeah, I, we'll see. We'll see. Let's keep an open mind. We don't even know who our target audience is yet, so we could we could be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. They could all be Wheeler Walker fans, or they could all just be ICP. Journalists. <laughs> 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 you never know. I've you never know what we'll find been, I used to listen to ICP back in the, uh, as they like to say, in the day. You also had blonde frosted tips. So. Sure. Hey, bro. There's no shame in my game. <laughs> We all we all did something. We all did something. Um, you know, Jenkins. Yeah, what, what was some of the good stuff from the '90s that we could bring back? Unfortunately, I did all of that stuff. The Jenkins. <laughs> I was even. I even wore a bunch of cross colors, and yeah, I was super cool, bro. Had hoop, yeah, I hoop earrings. I was. I was bad. I had a New Orleans Saints starter jacket back in the day, and I used to think I was hot the, shit. The pullover kind with the with the pocket in the front. Oh yeah, with the big floppy pocket. Yeah. Yes, and it yes. says Saints right across the bottom. I think it was a hand me down from my uncle, but oh man, I loved it. Yeah, that uh, I had a Forty ers one, and I thought I was pretty cool. Yeah, that that oh, man. I, I just you know, I, I see a lot of this stuff. So like the biggest thing that you know. I can't understand this is high waisted jean shit. Oh, you I, mean on the girls? I mean, what what is it about? Like, I, I, I don't enjoy it one bit. In fact, I I would like to call them out publicly and shame them for it. It is a terrible look. I, I just mean I, I get the high waist. I mean, well, no, I don't get the high waisted. No, part. I don't. But then, but then you cut them shorter than short at the bottom. So I don't understand why you would want something high at the waist. But I, I don't get it. I mean, I'm not a girl. It's fashion, so uh, I don't understand it. But um, it's all the rage around here. Um, I live close to Loyola University. Go Ramblers! But <sighs> dude, it's just everywhere. Yeah, I think it looks dumb. Yeah, thank God we're married. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. I feel bad for our sons. They have to find a woman <laughs> out of this much. <laughs> yeah, my son told me today that he has a friend in in preschool. And her name is Ada. And he was very, very shy to tell me that. I was asking about who his friends were because he just started school. And uh, he was like, I only have one. And I was like, well, what's his name? And he kind of got a big smile on his face. And I said, you can tell me what his name is. And he says, it's Ada. And it's a girl. And he was, uh, was like, well, you can be friends with a little girl. And then he kind of perked up a little bit. And he said, she's got blonde hair and she's very nice. And, and he thinks she's funny. Uh, so he's a smooth operator then. What's that? He's a smooth operator. He is. Yeah, he he likes her for her yeah. humor. Oh, nice. No. Nice. I, I I think he's I think he's an intelligent guy. Your son. Well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
that's yet to be determined. I like to hope he's going to be really smart. Uh, you know, you just had a birthday party, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. The uh, little guy Isaiah, my son, my youngest. He just turned four. Um, but he's really like fourteen. He's kind of feeling himself right now. Yeah, his uh, he he looks like he's pretty grown up, man. He's. I saw a picture of him the other day with his little Husker hat on. He's looking good. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, today he was we're we're heading over to my my uh, folks' house, his grandparents' house. And so the way we walk to the train station, there's a big, long hallway and there was nobody in the hallway. So he starts taking off and I'm taking off after him. And I tell him, hey, slow down, slow down. This kid turns around and says, see you later, suckers. <laughs> and I look at my wife. My wife looks at me and we're like, where the heck did he pick that up? It's not something we say on a regular. Yeah. So I, I stopped the kid at the end of the hall and I say, where did you hear that? He just looks at me and goes, oh, Buster Moon. And if you're not familiar, Buster Moon is a character, one of the main characters in the movie, Sing. From Sing. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> he, I look at my wife and we look at each other like, he hasn't watched that movie in like two freaking months. How the heck does he remember that? So I'm kind of worried. I got to watch what I say now. <laughs> you definitely do. They, at this age, at four specifically, man, they really start picking it up. And it seems like little boys are better at it than little girls. My my son picks it up so good, and then he is like a little tape recorder. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I might have uh, have my son record my birthday message for my wife. So maybe mm. I'll have his, like subliminally do that, mm. so I can regurgitate it later. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well, the Eagles just scored a touchdown. If you're not watching, no, no, I've got the game right here. Yep, they scored. I would expect you to be cheering if you were a real fan. Well, I'm sitting here podcasting with you. Just put some respect on my team's name. Oh, well, I'm not ever going to do that. I, I don't really enjoy the Eagles. I, I don't hate them or anything. They're just not the Broncos. So, there you have so, it. Now you know so where my allegiance lies. So, for all our listeners out there, it, it is kind of a funny story while we're talking about this football game. <laughs> um, Chris and I had a bet last beginning of last season, right? Yeah, like pretty early on, maybe even preseason. Yeah, so in preseason, we had a bet at, a, at the family reunion. Um, and just so you, in case you guys don't know, my uh, we, we are family. Uh, that's why we're two dope brothers. Um, so Chris is actually cousin to my wife, uh, Jessica. So uh, we're at the family reunion, and we, uh, you know, I, we make a friendly wager. And I said, hey, man, you know, I think the Eagles are going all the way this year. Now, I, I couldn't. Which actually. is what every fan of every team ever says. So naturally, <laughs> naturally, I'm baited into this dumbass bet. <laughs> yeah, it's naturally your, your, your Denver cock, your cockiness and arrogance leads you to say, I'll take that bet. Because <laughs> if anything, you're going to meet Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and he's going to destroy you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like he destroys us every year. Yeah. Uh, so, easy, easy. Don't slip so, that slipped that that slipped in there. <laughs> Freudian slip. Sorry yeah. about that. And so uh, we had this bet, and you know we kind of went back and forth. Obviously, as the season went on and on, you know Chris got a little more nervous. Um, but the bet was that at the family reunion this year, Chris would have to wear an embarrassing shirt of my choosing. Um, sadly to say, Chris pussied out and did not come back for the, back for the family reunion. So uh, we will find a more. Um, public way to humiliate him oh i always pay my bets and i have have some humiliated uh bet payoffs i had to 
say that Wisconsin was the real big red down on Fremont Street in Vegas on video for my all my coworkers. I had to wear a Badger jersey one time in Vegas. Uh, I've had to sing uh, the Badger fight song in front of a, an auditorium full of people. It's been uh, it's been ugly. Mm. That's what happens when you, that's what happens when you lay with Badgers. You come up with ways. Yeah, I'll keep betting though. I'll keep betting. Don't you worry. They're not going to win it this year, Daryl. No, no, they're absolutely not. Wisconsin's going to get destroyed by some un, unworthy team. Yep. And screw everything up for everybody. Yep. Now, if the Huskers, I think the Huskers are going to run the table and, you know, totally screw up things in the Big Ten. I hope so. Would you? No, you just said they were going to win five games. Five games is not there in lie screw up the Big Ten. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm, that's my optimism. You know, I'm not going to set myself up for failure, but I would Throw love to see Throw caution into the wind. <laughs> Throw caution into the wind. National championship or bust. Holy moly, that's that. now you've gone too far. Well, I mean, hey, <laughs> you, UCF was undefeated last year. I mean, come on, what can I, what can I realistically expect? I mean, come on, I, I, got the, I got UCF's coach. I want UCF's production out of him. I mean, come on. Yeah, but we don't have UCF's schedule. We don't get to play Memphis <laughs> or, or Connecticut. Come on. Well, I think the, they – didn't they win the championship against University Dumb, Death, and the Blind? Um, no, that was against Auburn, actually. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of them. <laughs> The second best school in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Uh, hmm. Yeah, Auburn. Well, hey, the Iron Bowl is always fun every year. So you know that's the only plug the SEC will get on this show unless they do something spectacular or stupid. So yeah, um, you know that's just my my two cents. Uh oh, flag on Nate Gary, University of Nebraska product. Uh, it's not targeting, is it? Uh, had a personal about. foul. Yeah, it might be. It might be. God damn it. They look adequately mad for a targeting penalty. It doesn't look like he was ejected, though, so maybe not that. Yeah. No. Uh, man, what do you, so what do you think about this personal foul shit, man? It, it seems like football's <laughs> getting soft. Um, yeah, I mean, if the preseason is any indication of how the season is going to go, I'm not going to be able to really tune into many games. I, I have a hard time watching it when they have constant penalty breaks and reviews. It, uh, it needs to be more fast paced for me. It's starting to catch up to baseball's pace. Yeah, I definitely feel like, uh, I mean, you got to keep the players safe. Safety is first and foremost. I, you know, do you can't get too crazy. Do right. you? I think you do, do you, man. or can we just <laughs> can we just let these guys make their millions of dollars and smash their heads like they know what they're signing up for? If they don't want to, don't do it. Like, can we just let them go? Can we pump them full of steroids and just let them go? <laughs> it makes a more exciting product. Baseball was never more exciting when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were hitting nine hundred foot home runs. Let's get these guys juiced up to the gills and let them smash into each other. <laughs> I mean, my kid's not going to do it because I love my kid, but other people can go do it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, for the for the entertainment value, you got to have something there. Um, I mean, it's just hard, um, you know, 
they want to call these fouls where you, you obviously get, you know, these guys running out of full head of steam. They can't change direction. They can't say, oh, I got to hold my head up. Oh, I got to move my shoulder this way. I mean, there are just some things that are just a little too ticky tacky for me. Um, and it makes it, it does make it difficult to watch. But overall, I think it's still decent. But man, if they call it like they did in the preseason, I think we're going to have some issues. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. Absolutely. All right. So uh, I think we've talked for almost 45 minutes, Chris. I think we did a good job on our first first go round. This is a pretty good first try, I feel like. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, I feel like, you know, we could be on Sports Center very soon. We may have to... <laughs> very soon. Coming, coming to a, a channel near you. Yeah, we may have to clean up the language a little bit and uh, probably get some more uh, insight from some expert analysts. But uh, I, I think. For, for a show that's dedicated to whatever the hell we want to talk about, I think we've accomplished just that. Yeah, we, we definitely had a broad variety of topics. Yeah, and so I guess for the next episode, we'll probably be talking about the impending Nebraska win. Uh, yeah, definitely. We're going to be talking yeah. about how bad we beat the hell out of CU. And by the way, uh, beat CU, uh, go Big Red. Um, also, you cannot spell scum without CU, little known fact. Yeah, absolutely cannot spell scum without CU. So yes, you also can't spell cum dumpster without it either. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> holy moly! Come what? on, Chris, if we're gonna go, go for the gusto. <laughs> Jesus, go for the gusto. Lord Almighty! All right, scum. <laughs> hey, what, what is this? Nineteen eighty four? scum. Hey, man, that scum. is that is a Rick Bonenkamp direct quote. If you would, you know, be so kind to not insult my my dear dad. Well, you're the you're his progeny. You got to take it one step further, Chris. I, I expect I expect a little more from you. Okay. All right, all right. I'll ramp I, up the creativity. I'll ramp it up. I expect I expect you to you know if you if you're not afraid, uh, if you're not afraid to laugh at stuff that may be politically incorrect or just may, you know, dude, you just can't be a soft ass. Uh, go on Instagram and follow Running with Scissors 2.0. It's so good. Um, uh, giving him a shameless plug. Hopefully, maybe we get a sponsorship and some free shit out of it. Um, that and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, what, what's that dude's name you put me on to? Bob, Bob Mettery? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Bob Minnery. Uh, man, I don't even remember, but he's awesome. Bob Minnery? Yeah. Bob Minnerick? Yeah, something like Men- that. I think it's Minnery. Minnery, yeah. Um, yeah, apologies, I don't, guys. Actually, I don't read good. Yeah, talk for a little bit, Chris. I'm going to look it up so I can get, we can give the All people. Right. Uh, follow me on Instagram, even better. If you want a better follow on Instagram, follow me. CB2ONE4. CB214. I'm, I'm a good follow. I post pictures of nothing. Absolutely nothing. Just what my your, adventures. Your Twitter feed is yeah. straight garbage. My Twitter feed is the best Twitter feed. That's, <laughs> it's the reason why Twitter was invented. Also, CB2ONE4, CB214. Uh, it's an amazing follow, very uh, Husker-oriented. I was just going back through some of my feed. I would say nine out of every ten tweets has something to do with the Huskers. So there you go. Hey, if you guys want to follow me, I am at uh, on Instagram. I am daryl twenty one. And that's uh, D-A-R-Y-L-2-1. And then on Twitter, I am Daryl O'Daryl. So D-A-R-Y-L-O-H-D-A-R-Y-L, all one word. Um, you guys can follow us. Uh, we post crazy things from time to time and bait each other into wars over who's got the better football team. 
but yeah, um, yeah, I think it's Bob Menery. Bob Menery, yeah. Let me pull that up for you guys so you can uh, go follow him. He is absolutely hilarious. You know, I would really love to see the guy on ESPN. I would watch a lot more ESPN than I do now, which is yeah, saying something because I watch an awful lot of Sports Center. Yeah, and that's that's Bob Menery on Instagram. So B O B M E N E R Y. Give him a check out. He is hilarious. I love his little sports clips. Uh, and Ripper, Ripper, Ripper Magoo, Ripper Magoo, love Ripper oh, Magoo. That's a funny sounding word, Ripper Magoo. Yeah, it sounds like an amazing uh, drug cocktail you get in Bangkok, but. Uh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And that's a wrap. Yeah, but I think we'll wrap it here. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. This has been Two Brothers and a Podcast. Uh, we'll hopefully get back to you the next time Chris can free up some time to record a podcast, but we will try to keep this faithful for you. Um, but we'll get back with you. So, again, I'm Daryl. And I'm Chris. Later. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you guys for listening to Two Dope Brothers on a Podcast. If you like our podcast, please feel free to leave us a comment and let us know how we're doing or give us some ideas for future upcoming shows. If you don't like it, well, Fuck you. Leave a comment anyway.